this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hey girls, Maria Menounos here, author of The Every Girl's Guide to Life. Want to know my best tips and secrets for organization, travel, weight loss, beauty, fashion, and everything else in between? Go to bing.com slash Maria and pick up my new book, The Every Girl's Guide to Life. You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. On the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, and streaming live on Ustream, this is AfterBuzz TV for Tough Enough. Tonight's hosts are Tori Wilson, Lillian Garcia, and Candace Michelle. AKA TLC. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest tough enough news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424 256 1729. That's 424 256 1729. And now, picking up where the show leaves off, and the buzz continues, TLC! Come here drinking, Lillian. I would appreciate it if this cameraman would get his ass out of the way. Thank you very much for your cooperation. Put the camera on me. Thank you very much, Lillian. If you would come back to the ring. I got a little surprise for you. Now, I'll be the first to admit I can't sing worth a damn. Oh, no, wait a minute. But I'd like to do a little duet with Lillian here. Oh, no. A little song called America the Beautiful. If you guys want to sing along with me, I sure would appreciate it. What do you think they're going to be the next singer? Are you ready for this? I don't know if the world's ready for it, but let's wing one. Oh, no. <laughs> Please join in. I need all the damn help I can get. Oh, beautiful, for spacious skies, for amber waves of gray. Come on, sing, JR. I don't even drink. 
America, America, God shed his grace on me and crown thy good with brotherhood from sleep to shining start Memorial Day oh yet again. Yes. Happy <laughs> Memorial Day, everyone. I can't believe it. Eight years ago today, first of all, I can't believe how quick time flies, but yeah, eight years ago today, 2003, was Memorial Day. And, uh, you know, I, I watched the whole clip today as to what, I couldn't remember what led up to that whole moment. And it was actually, I started singing America the Beautiful, Law Resistance comes down, and they interrupted and that's when Stone Cold came in and did the Stone Cold stunner on each one of them. And uh, and then it, you saw that clip. It proceeded from there. And then I just was drinking beer to no end and <laughs> with him. And it was awesome. And it was so exciting because now, today, eight years later, we have Stone Cold Steve Austin on our show. Woohoo! So exciting. Yes. We're all super excited about that. You know, it's, I want to ask you really quickly about um, Stone Cold and, and your relationship because... I hear you guys did that every night. Yeah. After we would go off the air, this is before Memorial Day. So this is kind of like what led up to finally doing it on TV. It was your tradition. Yeah, it was our tradition. Stone Cold would, if he ended the show, if he ended Monday Night Raw, then he always had those beers. He always called Minnie into the ring and I was always drinking with him. And what he doesn't know, and I mean, there was one time I actually, I think it was 15 beers. And I mean, I would wear what? most of it. Yeah, I would wear most of it. But I remember Lillian, going backstage. the things we don't know about I, I, I was totally buzzed. I, I went backstage. I was we took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Like, go in the ladies' locker room. I'm like, let's party. Where are we going? <laughs> We're like, beers. Yeah, I Jeez. know. It's crazy. What he doesn't know is that I'm actually allergic to beer. That's awesome. So I would run backstage and go get a Benadryl. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy girl. But I was like not going to lose that moment to do that with, yeah, with Stone Cold. Totally. So. Speaking of beers in his honor tonight, yes. we all have it. So toast, Yay, ladies. Right. So good. Cheers. 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 <laughs> and you know what I did with mine? <laughs> filled put, it up with water. I filled it up with water. <laughs> He'd be very disappointed. Oh, I hope he's not that. watching right don't now. Say uh, that. Yeah, hopefully he's not listening. I don't have a Benadryl. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, but okay, so we got an exciting show today. You know, it's just so neat. We're we're almost at the end. I mean, it's it's cool that we're getting to see the end of of the whole season, but it's also not because it's, it's bittersweet. It is. Yeah. It's been such a fun fun show and totally. we had our three that got narrowed down. Mm. Oh, I know. Uh, Poor Jeremiah. <laughs> and our Luke and our Jeremiah. Jeremiah. Yeah. There goes, I know it's, you guys had him picked from He's, the very beginning. Yeah. But you know what? And I, I've had Andy from the very beginning. But I, I tell you, we should be proud of ourselves because we picked within the top three. True. True. You know, out and, of all those people. And Jeremiah will be back. Oh, and I'm sure he will be. I'm sure he will be, if he wants it. Yeah, yeah. for sure. If totally. he wants it, yeah. So. 
Awesome. Well, what I really loved about this show was really they talked about the entire life of the WWE superstar. You know, as we all know, and you had to experience coming there and even doing your book. Did we show her book? Oh, yeah. You know, we have Maria's book magazine. here. And, and magazine. magazine. Yes. yes, we want to make sure everybody goes out and gets that. But it's really about a way of life. You know, it's mm -hmm. like you hosting on Access Hollywood, you know, and you have a book and magazine covers and you're doing everything. Yep. And they finally let those contestants do that. What was your overall opinion about this tonight i liked seeing them in the photo shoot um in jeremiah without you know the teeth yeah. <laughs> i thought that was so that charming was yeah. and they clearly loved it and i liked how the miz was really helping them and you could see he was being genuine yeah where you know they're gonna be as competition soon one of those guys if not all three of those guys will probably or have the potential to make it. You guys right. know better than I well, do. And I was surprised, you know, the Miz that I knew back in the day, he wouldn't uh -huh. be so giving with people that are going to come up and, you know, vie for his attention. He's come but a I long think way. he's come a he's long way. He's come a long way. Because you know, with being the yeah. champ and everything, I mean, it really showed mm -hmm. on the show. You yeah, know, I've gotten journey. to hang out with him quite a bit. Uh, and he's. He's now appreciating everything that he's gotten. He's worked hard. And he has worked hard. Very much so. And he also, he was, you know, given a hard time backstage. I'm when sure. He he's there. a reality star. Yeah. I mean, come on. I mean, on. the guy was yeah. changing sometimes in, in the closet. Yeah. Like, literally. <laughs> I'm sure. But you know what? I love that. in his suitcase a few times. <clears throat> I, I love that he was able to come off of an unconventional path and really excel and succeed. I mean, he's the champ. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah. And he yeah. never gave up. You know, I mean, like you said, they gave him a hard time. But, I mean, he was just like, screw it. He was doing Miz. his thing. He's this like, is what yeah. I do. Zoning in. You know, and now it's like it's really paying off for him. So that's the hard part is the perseverance. But I'll never forget when we were heading to Iraq. Uh, this is right before he blew up. Okay? Before he was getting his opportunity. He was already going with John Morrison and, mm -hmm. and doing the whole thing with him. But um, he, on the, on the big uh, aircraft that we fly into Iraq... He actually had cornered Vince McMahon and pretty much telling him why I need to be the next big superstar. Stop like, this it. is why you need to push me. I mean, I'm watching this and, I'm in, in, you know, here's Vince mm -hmm, with his beard. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He's like, how do and I get I'm off this plane? That's what I'm thinking. I'm like, oh, my God, you trapped him on a plane. Smart. But uh, so I'm sitting there thinking either Vince is going... Oh my God! Someone kill me! Just keep you know. Or he he took it. Mm -hmm. and obviously yeah. he did because yeah. next thing you knew, when we got back from Iraq, Miz was starting to get the push. Well, and so you know amazing. Vince always appreciates that. You know those people that aren't scared to go yep. up to him and challenge him and talk to him and push him. You know. Yeah. So many people are like, oh my God, you know. And when you get around him, you feel that you're like. What happened to all my confidence, you know? And then getting in front of him, it's just awesome to actually let that out and, you know, get that feedback. Yeah. It's funny because I think that it generally works when you put yourself out there and you can, if you can articulate it in an intelligent way, mm -hmm. I definitely think it grabbed his attention. I'll tell you, I, when I was there, I did it to him. Here's me who came <laughs> off a plane and I'm like, I want to wrestle today. And, but I had put all the preparation in, I had worked hard at it. And before he actually saw me in the ring with the girls really, you know, rehearsing what I was going to do, I walked up to him because we were talking about music and what my entrance music was going to be. And I'm like, all right, now, Vince, when I come back, when I come back, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I haven't even done a move yet. When 
I come back, I'm going to tag team with Maria Kanellis, and we're going to be the Golden Greeks, and we're going to do the Zorba dance into the, <laughs> into the you know, the ring. It's going to be amazing. Zorba and, dance, I love it. Yeah, and I had this whole thing created, and he's just looking at me with this shit-eating grin on his face, <laughs> and he's like, this girl, there's, she's crazy, but, but he liked it. He likes it. He loves that. And I mean it. Now, I know Maria's not there anymore. I'm going to find another Greek. Yeah. <laughs> So. Do, do you remember, Candace, when you and I went, we went to Iraq and they let us uh, do some, we were doing something outside the plane. We we're getting ready to leave. And you and I were outside at the plane doing, like, navigating, just getting ready for something. Oh, yeah. He, he looked no, out no. the window. He was like, <laughs> he took what? his shirt off. He, like, showed us his abs. Oh, yeah. I remember what? that. Well, mind you, we had a layover. We saw the vets in the hospital. Yes. And then we had this layover of getting drunk for like five hours. Germany. Wait, where did you get? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah Germany. Like, where did you yeah. get booze? I was there. I've never gotten booze. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it was a lot. I mean, I, I, the plane could have ran me over. I don't know how they, we decided to do that, or they picked us. I just know that I fell asleep on the plane. Yeah. They strapped me into the ground. And into then, the ground? Yeah, like, you know, when you're laying down, there's That's like, the luggage belts. stuff. The luggage seatbelts. Yes, yeah, not I know. Me. So you were on a C-130, right? The really, really big the really, cargo really, really, plane yeah, 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 with yeah. the um the, the mesh seats. What's the seats? Do, like, do no, not recline. Like, yeah, yeah. They're, they're just middle. like this. They're just like <laughs> oh, no. pushed inside. No, it's we like, didn't have seats. It was like two or three long benches of oh, mesh. Oh no, 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 no. Like no, I think ours is C. I think ours is the forty C one forty. I believe is. Oh yeah, there were no like, seats. There was no bathroom either. Did you guys have to go oh, in the bathroom? Oh no, we had a bathroom. Wait, no, no, no. You know what it was? I'll show you guys a picture. I know. And they don't have a bathroom? Where did you put you will die. You'll die. So this was the plane, the big cargo plane that we took all throughout Afghanistan. We got on little planes as well, but the big cargo plane, I'm telling you, it was crazy. There was a little curtain and a little, like, toilet bowl kind of thing. And so everyone watches you, like, pull the curtain and sit down. They see your feet. And I held it in as long as I could. And then finally, I had to go, well, there's no toilet paper because it's all dudes. Right. So I'm like, what am I going to do? My friend gives me her tissues. They were Betty Boop. (laughs) You mean Betty Poop. Yeah, exactly. And so I remember seeing the Betty Boop just flinging in the bottom of the toilet bowl. I was dying. I'm like, oh, Oh, roughing it. I think think we had a toilet because I remember the only thing I got up and I went to that bathroom and I let all the booze out. I pulled myself together very classy and I walked out like nothing ever happened. And I laid right back down. I think we could do a whole show on. We could do a whole show on the trip. Oh, my gosh. Good stuff. Especially paying tribute to all the veterans today. Oh, I know, yes. absolutely. I, I, actually, I do have to mention, like, my dad is a, uh, he's an army brat. I'm an army brat. My dad was a, or he's a retired lieutenant colonel. Can't even spit it out. Wow. And, uh, yeah, he served over 20 years. So I grew up in military base in Spain, Madrid. But I, when I went to Iraq, I had a soldier that actually gave me his dog tags. Aww. And I just, I've kept them since. And, uh, well, I'm sorry, the name again. Was on there because oh I know gosh. it's Gonzalez. Like my eyes are so bad. Really? Well, it's Gonzalez. I remember <laughs> that. I can't I even can't... read any of the letters. I'll read them in the commercial break. I think there's work. an H right. in there. Roger, Roger Gonzalez. That's it. See, oh. I got it. No H. Roger, <laughs> I, I just. I hope he made it back safe. I'm sure he did, but I hope so. So anyway, oh, that's awesome. Is, it, is his phone number on there? No, they don't oh. have. It's not that kind of dog. Speaking of phone card. numbers. <laughs> 
speaking of phone numbers, Steve Austin is listening right now. Steve, I want you to know I have your digits. Warning, warning. Warning. As a matter of fact, should we just your go biggest on fan to Steve? has your digits. I think I think I will that, try to oh refrain God. from using them. Yeah. When 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 Steve said that he was gonna do the show, this one was doing cartwheels. Like yeah. <laughs> Wait, no, but you have to tell did you tell them how you got him? No, you know, I asked him to and then he I was like, I didn't hear anything and then I'm like, okay, I'm gonna send another message and I went, oh, wait a minute. I'm going to get her. I'm going to take a picture of her going, please. So I went like, oh. sure, enough. <laughs> sure enough. He's like, God he damn it. He, he wrote back. He goes, God damn it. I thought I already replied to you. Of course I'll do it. Now I'm real. Of course I'll do it. <laughs> He's awesome. hilarious. Awesome. I love it. So I think, I think we should go ahead and get him on the line. What do you yeah, think? I can't wait it. anymore. I Let's can't either. I, I want to introduce him. So why are you getting, do you have him on the line yet? Okay. All right, because I do. Do we want to do a commercial? I just have to say, like, first of all, you know, watching him tonight. What was really interesting is when it was down to the last three, which we knew obviously going into it was just those three. I thought he was going to take it easy on them because I thought it was going to be kind of mushy, mushy. What? He went harder at them, and I was like, oh. I don't think he really knew who he was letting go of. Not yet. Not until. Not until. I think it was Jeremiah or Andy. I think if Andy would have. Oh, God, Andy almost blew it. He totally almost blew it. Oh, my God. I was like, he was like, but I think going into it, they probably looked, they have to look at safety, and and Jeremiah was just a little bit too unsafe over the other two. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. So anyway, so you know what? Should we go to commercial break and then come back with him? All right. Let's do that. I think that's a good idea. Okay. Want to find out what the after buzz is about? Janice is a drama queen. This is the divide that is going to carry the series. Give us a call. 424-256-1729. 424-256-1729. It's television and they want it to be as dramatic as possible. I mean, it's Shakespearean. You never know what goes on behind closed doors. Find out why After Buzz TV is the number one source for after show content. Now, in the eyes of Jimmy... Nucky is a villain. 424-256-1729. 424-256-1729. Four, two, four, two, I mean, who would you guys rather hear that from? Your husband or your best friend? <laughs> the wig! The wig will come out. That wig. When the TV show is over, get your after buzz on. All right, so this gentleman has held 19 championships. Woo-hoo! 19, all right, which include wow. six-time world champion, six-time WWF champion. He's also the winner of 1996's, uh, 97 and 98 King of the Ring tournament. He was inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame in 2009, and Vince McMahon actually inducted him, which is unbelievable. But, you know, it's not even just his wrestling career. He also has a movie career, The Longest Yard, The Condemned, and most recently, The Expendables. He is the baddest SOB and host (laughs) of Tough Enough, Stone Cold Steve Austin! Hey, what's happening? Hey, boy, do I ever miss saying your name in the ring. Oh. You, I'm telling you, you had the funnest name, one of the funnest names to just be like, you know, just lay it all out there. How are you, Steve? Well, I'm doing good. I, I was just uh, watching the show. I didn't know you were allergic to beer. <laughs> are you kidding me? I was never going to let you know that. I didn't want to lose that spot. Never. I was like, I am doing this night after night if I had to. 
<laughs> I took out. Yeah, you were always so cool. And I dumped beer all over you. And we were both drunk when we got out of the ring. Yeah, man. And you were always such a trooper. I mean, you could have been a real prima donna. Oh, I want Steve to get my hair all beer, you know, infested. But you were always real cool. It was it was a lot of fun working with you. No, you too. Like, I was not missing that opportunity. That was awesome. Every night, Knowing though. that you're allergic to beer, and that you, you are definitely tough enough. <laughs> Yay. Well, Steve, we got to ask you. I mean, we've been watching this show, you know, week after week. We got so excited when we, when Maria actually gave us the opportunity to come in on the show and do Tough Enough. And uh, it's just been so much fun to watch, and especially because of you. You are unbelievable. How Hell you, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so how has it been, like, for you to do this show? Well, you know what? Uh, I had such a damn good time doing this show. I can barely remember, you know, the other, the old tough enough, and uh, you know, like I was talking to Lillian a little bit earlier today, uh, you know, I, I just I didn't watch the old show to freshen up or get any kind of idea about how I would go about doing what I did. So it just kind of all, man, just like anything is with WWE, you know, sink or swim. So I just put it all out there. I, I was kind of like, uh, you know, a hybrid of myself and my personal life and a little bit of Stone Cold. But, you know, this is a subject matter that I know and love better than anything else in my life, and I'm extremely passionate about it because, it's, you know, in my mind I was put here to be, you know, a part of the wrestling business. So I was uh, real happy to work with Bill DeMott and Booker T and Trish Stratus. They all did such a damn good job. And everybody behind the scenes was so cool on that show. Uh I've turned down probably, you know, 10 or 15 reality projects because I didn't want to be a part of uh, Trainwreck TV, and I didn't really know what to expect. There are some of the nicest, smartest, coolest people I've ever worked with uh, on that show, and the people behind the scenes, you know, made me better than what I am. So i, I got to give a lot of thanks to everybody that was involved with that show. That's awesome. Wow. Yeah. We, we just think you did so awesome on there, Steve, but we want to know who do you feel like has the most of all the WWE qualities that have really 100% of what it takes to make it in this business? Well, you know, we're, we're down to the final two. And uh, I'm going out next week on Monday Night Raw. We're going to name the winner. So I thought, you know, this elimination, uh, you know, I think that was uh, you talking earlier, Maria, that the, this elimination was a little bit different. Uh, I, I didn't think it was very hard on the kids. I mean, these were my top three guys. You know, I wanted to uh, be respectful of that. Uh, and Jeremiah, as good as that little bastard was, uh, <laughs> I really like that kid. And, you know, the, the longer you're around these kids, the, the more they grow on you. And uh, I wish they could all make it, but they can't. But, you know, when we're, when we're talking about our final two uh, with Andy and Luke, uh, Andy's got some good size. He's... Uh, he can, he can be fiery when he wants to, and but you really got to work to bring that fire out of him. Uh, but he's got a good, he's got good size. Luke, on the other hand, is a real good-looking cat. Uh, he, can, he needs to spend more time in the gym, put on some weight. Uh, you know, I think he, he thrives. Uh, uh, you know, just being that cocky guy. Uh, right now, he's only a mechanic. He doesn't have a whole lot of tools in his uh, toolbox, so. They, they both have their work cut out for them. And right now, you know, in my mind, they're neck and neck. And so we'll see how it goes down next Monday night. I wonder, you know, I could tell that you really liked Steve, by the way. This is Maria. 
She put her sexy voice on. I can't even believe that you watched the show. I, I'm, I was so happy that you watched the show and that you enjoyed it. I, I used to finally talk to you. I watched I the original Tough Enough. I had some technical, I had some technical difficulties uh, last night or I would have been there live in person. Uh, I told Lillian, it might have been too much to handle. Two, I'm going to come down there in person. All right. <laughs> it's funny because I watched the original Tough Enough as well, and... I've always been a big fan of wrestling, and the girls know. I mean, I went in and hosted uh, Raw and wrestled in the ring, so I have a little bit more of an understanding than the average, you know, layperson at this point. I know something, but um, I could tell you really like Jeremiah, and you gave him a really good send-off. Um, how, at what point do you make your decision on who's going to go? Because it definitely felt, and Candace was saying this earlier too, like you didn't really know for sure until – the last moment well you've got to understand uh like on on this one i truly did look at the body of work i looked at the skill challenge and uh this one this one was a little bit different than most of the other eliminations uh usually when you make my bottom three you know uh i don't want to totally see how i how i do it but you know uh there are certain there are certain uh windows or opportunities uh, that these kids, you know, I, like I've said before, that's their, that's their last chance to save their ass. Mm-hmm. And they can. Uh, I might have my crosshairs on somebody, but they can definitely get out of that by, you know, manning up or, you know, as a woman, whatever. Uh, at, the, at the, you know, you just got to be put it all out there enough to, to, uh, to get it done. I don't want to just um, give away all my psychology. But I, I kind of knew after after that uh, after that skill challenge, and uh, we talked with the trainers in the back. You know, I kind of knew, and uh, but at the, at the end, I mean, it was real. Uh, Try to watch my language. It oh, was it's okay. <laughs> yeah, you could tell. Well, I have a question. I would like to know. You know, some of the guys have been kicked off because they didn't seem to have the it factor, charisma, and this is kind of something I'm really curious about. Your opinion on. If someone doesn't seem to have good charisma, do you think that's something that they can actually like work towards or achieve if they, you know, keep studying or, you know, I don't know. Is it something you think that I, they can work on? I forgot that I could actually watch this as I talk to you. See what I told you you were missing. I told you you'd miss this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a real dumbass for not coming down there. Yeah, you are. I told him we got his uh, Keystone Light beer. (laughs) Got your favorite beer. Oh, my God, it's getting hot in here. Look at this. Did you see this? I'm a dumbass. Hey, 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 hey. I feel my body. I'm like, I'm driving driving down right now. He's on his way. All right, anyway. Let me answer your question, Tori. Uh, Thank Jesus you. Christ, you're crazy. <laughs> you know, I, I just, I think it's something that, um, I think, I think uh, it's something that you can uh, learn to come into. I remember when I first started in the business, I don't think anybody would have looked at me and said, oh, Jesus Christ, that guy's loaded with charisma. Because I wasn't. You know, I didn't know where to shit or wind my watch. I was as green as these kids. 
and it's something that, that you, uh, you know, you, you can definitely learn more of or try to uh, learn to manifest some of it. And a lot of it is just, just God-given and natural-born. So uh, can, can things be learned? Uh, yeah, damn sure. But uh, in and of itself, I kind of think it's just a God-given quality. Well, you know, that brings me to my question. It's almost a two-parter because you brought up something. You know, you faced Andy today, and you said to him, you know, about charisma, and he said that he hasn't laid it all out there for you yet, which disappointed me because I've been shooting for Andy this whole time. Not the right answer, Andy. <laughs> I know. I'm like, really, what are you waiting for? But at the same time, you know, you, I see a fire in him. So, I mean, when you look at him in Tough Enough, do you sit there and say, you know, I feel like he can get there? Hello? Did we lose him? Hey. Oh. You oh. got up there for a second. There oh, okay. Uh, you, 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 you cut out right when you said you feel he can get there? Yeah, do you feel like he can get there? Like he didn't, you know, he said that he's holding back some of his charisma. But um, do you see there and see, from from when he yelled last week, you know, from 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 his births that he sometimes has, can you see that he has that fire in him that he can go a long ways? No, you, you know when uh, when I um, got the, uh, a little bit of charisma out of him was not so much when he yelled back. I knew that he could be fired up, and that, I mean the kid's got a good heart. He's a good kid. Mm -hmm. uh, but when, when I saw a little bit of charisma coming out of him was when at the end of the contest, when him and Luke were the two final guys, when he really got excited and started expressing himself about how excited he was, that's when you see that spark in that kid. He does have a spark. He just, mm -hmm. uh, he, he, he was, he's kind of like me back in the day. You know, he just, he was just um, kind of a, you know, a humble guy and, and, and uh, just wants to go about his business, but you got to put it all out there. And uh, at the end of the show, just in him doing uh, the little bit of talking that he did, that excitement that he showed, I know it's there in him, and he's going to be just fine. But each and every time he opens his mouth, he needs to talk with that fire and that passion because you never know when you're when that only opportunity you get to talk may be your last opportunity. Right. And if you do that old all shucks, humble bumble bullshit, you ain't going to make it. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. that, you know, that brings me to the second part of the question, and that is Luke. All of us have been a little bit like... Annoyed. He, we are just so annoyed at him. We know that he could probably play play a great heel, but he's so arrogant that, you know, backstage, I feel like all of you guys would, would have eaten him up. But, I mean, does that work for him, being so arrogant? Well, you know, here's the thing. It, <laughs> it really worked for him because it can be a quality. But I've seen a million guys like that who thought that they were all that and a bag of potato chips and they were so damn stupid because they were so damn big-headed and cocky that they outworked themselves and didn't really get the fact that they weren't up to snuff or as good as they thought they were so it's uh six and one and half and half a dozen and the other you know what i'm saying right it can work for him or it can work against him he needs to make sure he don't outwork himself and and uh end up screwing himself uh but then again like i said Hey, Vince wants guys that ain't afraid to go out there and put it all on the line. Mm -hmm. So if he's that damn cocky, he better be that, 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 and then some if he wins the contest. Because, hey, man, winning tough enough is one thing. You guys know once you get in that WWE locker room environment, that's when you're uh, with the world's best at being in a 20 by 20 ring. And that comes to talks, looks, performing, doing everything. So, you know, whichever one of these guys that is, they get the work cut out for them once they get in the company. But I wonder, like, 
isn't there like a level of humility that these guys have to have when they come in to the world of the WWE initially? And so is tough enough an accelerated version of what it should be? Because having them come in like that, I imagine wouldn't work. And and we were talking about Mm -hmm. this last week. I mean, like you said just now, they would get eaten alive. Right. So are you almost setting them up for failure (laughs) in a sense where they're going to go in there and be like... Thinking they're a bag no, of potato no, chips. No, I, I don't <laughs> think so. Uh, you know, and uh, all, all of the trainers uh, earned, you know, commanded those kids' respect and earned their respect and got, I watch my language, I dance your <laughs> expected respect and because and, and, uh, I won't have it any other way. Uh, but, hey, you know, going in that locker room, and, and those kids, uh, they knew who they were dealing with when they were talking to me. Uh, mm-hmm. And, uh I wanted. I, I did everything I could to, to bring out the best in them, but once they get in that locker room, and all of a sudden you're one person, and there's, you know, 50, 60, 70 guys and gals mm-hmm. in that dressing room, and everybody's chomping at the bit to get a spot. Hey, man, they're just going to look at them like a damn mullet, and uh, you know they're, they're going to have to be on their game. I, it's uh, it's a good quality to have to be that cocky and arrogant, but uh, he won't be that towards the boys in the locker room. He'll just want to – it's kind of like watching a dog whisper with Caesar Milan. Hmm. When they bring that stray dog into that dog pound and kind of humbles up. You know what I'm saying? That's what it's going to be like. Exactly. (laughs) Right, right. Steve, getting a little bit more personal, I really admire your character and your heart. And speaking about, you know, how you were pulling that out of Andy, I had an experience with you when I broke my collarbone and you called me. And I had said to everybody, I'll be at WrestleMania two days later. And as I'm out of surgery, laying on the couch, I'm thinking, how the heck am I going to get there? You know, feeling just miserable. And a phone call from you was that little extra thing that I needed to say, no matter what, I will be there. And I see you pull that out of Andy and out of a lot of these kids. But was there anybody that really pulled it out of you? No, uh, like, what are you talking about, on Tough Enough or in the business? No, in the business. In the business. Oh, you know what? Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, you know, Brian Pillman, uh, just just uh, kind of as a tag team with that guy down there in WCW, uh, he, he pulled it out of me just by knowing that, that I had to be my best. And, um, you know, when he started doing his promos and he was on the cutting edge of something real big and the, the gimmick that he would create – and he really inspired me uh, in that way and, and to just know that, hey, man, uh, and it's just like I passed pass along to these kids. Anytime you get a microphone put in front of your mouth, you, you better be ready to put up or shut up. And that's, that was Brian. And so he kind of helped uh, influence how I forged my style of promo. And then also, you know, also the fact that I got fired by WCW and they said I wasn't marketable and, you know, I had a big chip on my shoulder. <laughs> Oh, oh, that's the biggest revenge ever, right? How great is that? <laughs> oh, well, yeah. So I've been mean, had a chip on my shoulder my whole career. To you know, every time I I sold a T-shirt, a pay-per-view, or had the highest rated this, that, or whatever, you know, to me it was a big, hey, yeah, you son of a bitch. I told you I'd prove you wrong, and I yeah. did. <laughs> anyway, Brian, Brian Cullen really helped inspire me. I love that. I'm kind of curious. That. Did Eric Bischoff ever say, "Okay, man, I'm sorry, I was wrong"? Did he ever say that to oh, you? No, no, no. He wasn't wrong. He was just doing what he had to do at the time. I mean, he had a company to run, and uh, you know that with the brain trust that was there, 
you know, they, they didn't, you know, see great things for Steve Austin. And, you know, at the, at the, at what I was doing is stunning Steve. I was a great mechanic. But, I mean, shit, I don't blame him for doing what he did. I buried the hatchet with Eric when he came to WWF, uh, back when it was WWF, many years ago, because uh, I've always forgiven that guy. Now, don't get me wrong, for, for a good long time, I hated that son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I, I thank him every day because, you know, had he not fired me, uh, I would have never got the opportunity I got in the WWE and, you know, to cut my hair and, you know, grow the goatee and, and do what Stone Cold would do. Oh, and it's just so amazing to watch you. As a matter of fact, do you ever see yourself getting back in the ring, even if it's for a single match or something? Or are you too injured for that? Or in and if you can get back in the ring, who would you want to get back in the ring against? Oh, I'm good, just doing tough enough. I hope that USA Network and WWE get their ducks in a row to put it nicely, and we get lit up for season two. Uh, I had a good time uh, messing around with Luke in the ring on one of the episodes. Um, I, I don't need to make a comeback. I don't need to get back in the ring. Uh, tales of my demise, though, are greatly exaggerated. People just think I'm beat to shreds. Uh, You're a badass, I right? <laughs> I, I wore knee braces when I performed in the ring, but, I mean, when, in doing my movies and the fight scenes and all that other bullshit, hell, I'm good to go. What uh, about so your neck? I, am I looking to make a comeback? Do what? What about your neck? Well, it's still attached to the rest of me. I mean, I remember watching and everyone would say that if you got one, I mean, one wrong move and you would be paralyzed. And that's why I thought you could never get back in the ring again. Oh, no, 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 no. And after I got dropped on my head and, you know, I bruised my spinal cord and, and uh, you know, had some issues other than that. But once I got, they went in there and cleaned out the, uh, the bone spur that was growing into my spinal cord and uh, fused up three and four, I'm good to go. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not oh going to sit here and say I need to go bumping around in the ring for 300 days a year. But, uh, no, my neck is probably a lot stronger than just about anybody else's. Oh, wow. That's I guess, yeah, wrestler. I totally thought yeah. something oh, badly different. Some people just think, man, I'm just like a goddamn uh, snowflake, and if you touch yourself, it's just going to crumble. We thought you were fragile. <laughs> well, Don't damn, say that to him. I mean, <laughs> I have to say, though, you are... And and being in this world of hosting, I I think you're absolutely so incredible. You're so witty, so smart, so commanding. Like I I am mesmerized watching you as a host in in, in such a genuine way because you're that's not scripted. None of that's scripted when you're talking to them in the right. bottom three, right? You know, no, it's that is just as it goes and that's how it happens and i sure appreciate you saying that that's very flattering to me and i appreciate that uh it was um man when uh kevin dunn pitched this idea of toughen up to me you know i was intrigued by it and i was interested by it and uh, of the possibilities and then they called me kind of explained how the show would work and uh man so just going out there and doing it it was it was all a real deal and uh, you know, the wrestling business, hell, I, goddamn, I can't say wrestling business anymore. It's sports entertainment. Uh, <laughs> As he gotta... told you tonight, it's an yeah. entertainment business. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Luke, shut you up. <laughs> but, that's, but that's what I have a PhD in. And, and so I know it and I love it. And I know what these kids need to do. And I'm passionate about it. So I guess it all comes out. But 
uh, I just, I just, in anything I do, and I think in anything you do in life, you got to try your hardest. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to do myself proud. I wanted to, to make the most of the opportunity that was presented to me, and I think we did. Uh, so anyway, I, I appreciate you saying that. I had a goddamn blast doing this show. And uh, I just hope it's around for a long time because I want to come back and do more of it. Did they ever try to script you? I mean, was there ever even a question of doing that with you? No, no, no. Not, that, that's that's what was so damn cool about it. There's absolutely no script. And now going into my first elimination, uh, you know, we, we had a, a little bit of a talk as far as, hey man, you want any? You you want me to help you ask some questions? And it's like they give me their, their 10, 10 questions to ask. <laughs> so, hey, I read the 10 questions. It's like, okay, I think I got it. And I'm just going to put my own shit on it. So, uh, no, there's no, no script, and it's all on the fly. And that, that's what, that's what the, one of my favorite things about doing the show was. Uh, I, I had so many misconceptions about reality TV. Mm-hmm. Hey, this was real. The situations were real. The stakes were real. Uh, people got eliminated, and I was real. And I didn't didn't remember a damn thing, and that's why I liked it so much. Because hell, after been hit in the head with steel chairs for twenty years or fifteen years, how long I made it, and then guzzling beer with Lillian Garcia after every damn Monday Night Raw, <laughs> my memory ain't so good. So when you can go into a show and not have to remember a damn thing, it's a good day at the office. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're gold. Yeah, gold you on absolutely, that show. absolutely amazing. I hope that you are able to get a second season, which I can't see why not. Right. The well, show was sure. really well done, and we were talking about earlier how much better it was than the original ones, too. I mean, yeah, just you the know production that's, that's what I was going to say. It's not like, I mean, you know, we love Al Snow and, you know, the people that were involved in the others, but the production aspect, for sure, on this was completely different and, and just upscaled more. And just having you as a host and the way that the top, the bottom three were and having you in the ring with the dark lights mm-hmm. and all of that, yeah. it just, the intensity was there, and that's what made it just, whew, even better. I wonder, were you ever told to pull back? Because I, when I watched how you were with the men and the women, you were equally tough on the women. I mean, tough. And I was wondering if the executives ever got uncomfortable with how tough you were on the women. No, no, never. And, uh, man, I mean, shoot, you, you guys know y'all been in that locker room. Yeah. It's just as tough for a diva as it is a superstar. Am I correct? Yes. Yes. I think yeah, we take so, it I mean, offensive, I, too, if you're not as tough on right, us as right. you are on the men. going to try like, to be like one yeah. of the guys. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a tough business, and, and I wasn't there to, to mince words or to sugarcoat anything or Which to lollygag about it. any kind of business need to be taken care of. Uh, but that, that's one thing that I appreciated them letting me, uh, well, them probably going out on a limb by letting me do what I do and how I did it. So that yeah. was pretty damn cool on uh, the, on WWE's part and USA Network's part because, you know, I had a little bit of a, a couple of people get a, get a little annoyed with some of my language, uh, the GD stuff and, and stuff like that. But, uh, hey, man, that's the way I talk in my normal life. And when I go into a meeting with kids, hey, I've got my, my G um, vocabulary going. Uh, but, you know, in that situation, I did what I could do. And if anybody wanted to pull me back, that's all I, all I had to do was come up to me and say, hey, Steve, tone it back a little bit on this front. But nobody ever said nothing to me. So I kept you know, going exactly like I did. And, you know, I am who I am. And anybody could have hosted this damn show. But they got Stone Cold Steve Austin to, 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 to host the show. And, again, like I told you a while ago, 
if you give me a damn opportunity, I'm going to swing for the fence. Yep. Yeah. 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 And I think that's what we all love about it. Is, 100%. You know, you're just a badass, I mean, in the ring, but to come into a host and just be a badass there, what's in the future for you, Steve? You know, is it movies? Is it hosting? I mean, you just proved to us that America can love you as a host. Like, what else do you want to do? Well, you know what? I appreciate that. It, it was uh, That was cool for me to go out there and be able to show a different side of me uh, because, you know, I, I'm not there to try to be super tough or Mr. Tough. That, that's not what the show's about. The show's about the kids being tough enough to make the uh, the grind into getting this contract mm-hmm. mentally and physically. So I got a chance to, to show a different part of myself. And, you know, like when you used to watch Monday Night Raw, we didn't roll credits. It didn't say Stone Cold Steve Austin played by Steve Austin. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So people think that's who and what you are, 24-7-365. And, hell, man, I'm, I've got a little bit more range to me than that. I'm not saying as an actor. I'm just saying as an individual and as a human being. Uh, there's a lot of times I'm joking around with these kids and playing around with them and trying to share my life experiences with them. But, uh, you know, when you get my bottom three now, you've got a tough customer to deal with. But uh, I don't know what's next. I have fun doing my movies. I just finished one about uh, three weeks ago. Oh, great. I love doing Tough Enough. I look for more opportunities in the reality world. And, uh, you know, maybe something in the scripted uh, episodic series as well. But mm-hmm. I got my, my my mind is open. Uh, I'm always willing to listen to any kind of pitch. I just want to be successful at what I do. And, and to do that, as you guys know, you got to work your ass off. What was the movie you wrapped? Oh, it was a Jesus Christ! I'm glad you asked that. <laughs> <laughs> the movie is called Recoil. I shot it with uh, Danny Trejo and Noel G and Serena Swan, and it's a damn uh, movie where I play a cop, uh, a, a meth, a amphetamine selling group of bikers kill my wife and my kid. Those God. sorry bastards. Oh boy. So I turn in my badge and I start killing people who got away with stuff and didn't get the, the punishment they had coming to them, which is kind of like uh, what I believe in real life, an eye for an eye, two for two. Right. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I think, I've, I think I've done this movie three times, but God damn, this is a good one. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. tell, me, tell me about working with Stallone. Are you going to work with him again? Hey, man, I would love to. i tell you what, you know, I've, when you get in the ring with Ric Flair, who's my favorite wrestler of all time, uh, you know, it's just you appreciate what they do because they're so badass at it. Uh, Sly, I grew up watching his movies. After Rocky, hell, I was like one of the millions of idiots who was running down the street the next morning drinking raw eggs. And all that shit. <laughs> 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 so work with that guy and watch how his brain works and, and watch him as a director. Uh, and I, you know, that guy is a super smart guy. He's he's uh. I didn't expect him to be a dummy. I mean, the guy's just, he's a badass dude. So, yeah, I'd love to work with him again. Uh, if they bring me back on the Expendable Stew, hey, that's cool. If they don't, I'll be there in the front row with a damn ticket to hand. Has there been talk about uh, doing a second one, a sequel? Oh, I think they're talking yeah. about it. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's like, you know, one day you're part of it, the other day you're not. Uh, I, I won't believe anything until I get a phone call and they say, right. hey, Steve, you want to do this movie? And then I actually show up. And I'm either killing somebody or I got a, one or two words and a sentence to say. But you definitely <laughs> had a different notion of him going into it. And then you walked out being like, wow, I ha-, you know, you had a different perspective of him going into it, didn't you? 
Oh, man, super prepared, uh, but also from the hip. But, man, that guy knows his shit. He knows, uh, like in directing the action sequences, how to make himself look good, how to do what he's got to do, and, and uh, the psychology. Oh, he is a master uh, at that. So, man, nothing but a ton of respect. I've always loved that guy. I've seen every one of his damn movies. Yeah. Uh, but as a director, watching that guy do his shit, badass. I ain't going down no more. <laughs> I love I love Stallone. I think he's so underrated still, even though he's such a huge so too, superstar. Yeah. Hey, and- listen to that. Let me tell you something. Underrated. Hey, there's a bunch of people that always said, hey, Stallone can't act. Horseshit. Yeah. Right. He can direct. Uh, that, that he guy, can that, write. That'd be, like, that'd, be like someone, that'd be like someone saying Stone Cold can't wrestle. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Right. I know. Maybe yeah, somebody sold a hell of a lot of tickets. I feel the same way. I mean, he can he writes his ass off. He directs his ass off. I mean, he's he's really incredible. I saw the last Rocky he did and I cried because I saw the parallels to his real life mm. and I asked to cover that premiere and when he came up to the platform, I'm like, "This was your life. This is your real life." And he goes, "Young lady, you you understood it?" And I go, <laughs> Yes! And he started crying with me. Wow. Like both of us tearing on the red carpet platform. And he was like shocked that someone, you know, young and a female had went and saw the movie. And I'm like, no, you're, you know, one well, of my Well, that's the same way that Steve just right now was so shocked, you know, that you even watched Tough Enough or yeah. that you liked wrestling at all. I'm a dude! Yeah. <laughs> I'm a dude with boobs. No. <laughs> but... I will say this. I have one thing. I don't know if anybody else has any other questions, but I have one recommendation for you if you Otherwise, are not Steve, already. Otherwise, she'll keep you on the phone for life. <laughs> but I have, I have a TV show recommendation for you because I know you will love it if you don't already love it. It's called Breaking Bad. Have you heard oh, of it? I, yeah, I love Breaking Bad. Yeah! yeah. <laughs> it's my favorite show on television. It's the greatest. I'm so glad you watch it, especially where you just played... A meth, um, what cop? was it? A meth yeah, I, cop. I killed the guys that are selling the meth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. guy sells the meth. <laughs> yeah, oh, exactly. That guy's badass. Brian Cranston's badass. So badass. <laughs> well, I have a question. I'd like to know, last week, Maria and I were commenting how we were each going to be your next wives. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I was just wondering, do we have to... <laughs> You gotta move to, I guess you're gonna have to you guys are gonna have to move to Utah. No, whatever no, I, when I admire someone like that, I'm always like, I'm gonna marry I him. Know, yeah. And so I when I watch the show every week, I'm like, I'm gonna marry him. I yeah. like I can't love you more than I do, then that's why I have to marry you. <laughs> and Tori's like, no, I'm marrying him. I'm like, we're right. in a fight. Right. So my question is this. Do we have to hunt and fish to be your wife? <laughs> well, I mean, shit, it helps. <laughs> I can't kill. You don't have to. God dang, y'all are so, uh, all four of y'all guys are so beautiful. I mean, hell, y'all ain't gonna, gonna cook. All right. <laughs> now Wait, there Steve, <laughs> how about this? Okay, so you didn't come in studio for Tough Enough. However, Breaking Bad starts in July, and I will be hosting that After Buzz show. If you come in a studio and guest and talk about how you know your love of Breaking Bad, I will cook you an insane dinner that will be waiting for you right here in studio. Well, God. <laughs> and, and and wait a minute. And I'm definitely coming for yeah, that myself. Yeah, I'll be there too. 
All right, so TLC will be here with him, with her. Now we've raised with, the ante. With, and with we're going to have Keystone night. beer. My first Keystone night ever. Yeah. You guys are brutal. Okay, I'm in. All right. I love it. Awesome, Steve. We got, we just love you. We thank you so much for taking the time out to come and let us harass you and love Truly. on you. I, yeah, who would have known? Like like I said, eight years ago, you and I are in the ring just, you know, singing America the Beautiful. <laughs> but you did a good hey, job, by the way. we should sing it real quick, all of us. You I ready, Steve? I don't know the words <clears throat> to that. Oh, oh come God, on. You're not conning me. Because you know, oh, no. I watched that a while ago oh. when you told me the length of the show. Yeah. And I was like, God dang, because I remember doing that and then you stopped singing and I remember I asked you I said Lillian because I thought you were trying to pull a rib on me I thought the whole company was trying to pull a rib on me and you said Steve you're singing so bad I, could, I, I couldn't sing because I couldn't you couldn't hear something you, you couldn't stay in tune because I sucked so bad no you know what is funny I was telling Maria this when we were watching it I said he thought that I was conning him in that part. You started the song so high that night that all of a sudden when it came up to that part, there was no way I was going to reach it or I was going to have to be going into opera. That's why I stopped singing. <laughs> it was like he totally right. doesn't understand what's going on here. Well, <laughs> oh, goddamn, I can't even. I got the worst hearing in the world on top of that. I'm tone deaf and can't care a damn tune in a bucket, so. Yeah. You know, hell, I, I, I don't even remember whose idea that was. It wasn't my idea. It was the officer's idea. Yeah, because Law Resistance came in and interrupted me when I was singing America the Beautiful. They came in, and then you came in and uh, stunned them, and then the whole, you know, had, we had to re-sing that thing, which, you know, I don't think we should even recreate that moment. because <laughs> no, it, it was so perfect. special. It was How so about awesome. a toast to Steve? All yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. And Thank happy Memorial Day. Thank you, Steve. Yes. You gave me a little secret a while ago when you told me you was allergic to beer. Oh, what's, what's that? Well, I, I didn't know that, so I'll oh, yeah. give you a little secret, too. Okay, bring it on. I always thought you looked pretty damn good when your top got all wet. <laughs> One beer, two beers, three beers, trying to get that with that shirt so wet. Throw me a beer, guys. Yeah, Jesse, we gotta take a break. this is an I honor wanna for try. you. I want to try. Gonna, right, we're going to try to catch a beer, awesome. Steve. Oh All right, God, ready? I'm so going to break something. Woo! Oh, 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 it's a toss. Oh, 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 Where's Mark when we need them? <laughs> I'm going to die. Put a little bit of love. There you go. And we can't wait till the finale next week and next Thank season. You guys, I appreciate you having me on, on the uh, show. Thank you. Right. Yeah. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Sweet dreams. Bye. Bye. Sweet dreams. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, literally, I don't care about my awesome. studio. <laughs> I was just going to say, all no this equipment. Oh, my God. That was the thing. Oh imagine this, imagine that's how it was ring after and night after night and the ring would get soaking wet. And just so you guys know, those mats, they cannot um, wash them. 
in the, the ring mats. Oh, really? They don't get washed. So they can't. Just yeah, they, they, well, they have to get like just completely <laughs> their new ones. Work. Every single, wow. every yeah. single show, there's new ones. I think they're like eight hundred or more each each ring. I don't, I don't remember mm. the price, but yeah, this is what we would do too. It was I awesome. Love it. <laughs> Awesome. I'm like, wow. I own so, all this shit. I can get it wet. Yeah. <laughs> hey, all right. That was awesome. That yeah, was that was great. great. That mean, was great. He's so incredible. Awesome, Steve. I know you're listening. We yes, love you. We love you so much. <laughs> He's just so good at what he does. Yes. Like, yes. And it's so rare. You don't get people that can go off the cuff. I know. I watch hosts all the time. I host. There's teleprompters, there's scripts, right. and people are even people who've been doing it for 10, 12 years right. still can't do what he does every yeah. night right on this here. show. You know, it's also his expressions, his looks, his just, the I mean, presence. look right there. He's just so intense. Passionate. And passionate, and he's not, he doesn't, never breaks character. <laughs> and you never know, he does. really means well. Like, he, he wants does. to help them. Like, right. truly yeah. wants to. It's not just you like, tell. you know, you're hosting and you're talking about it, but he's like really into it, and I think that's just, brings out that character so awesome well ladies i think we need to wrap it up Woo, well, yes we do we like, need to get to cleaning <laughs> so i know we, we gotta get the, the music it, it does the scary music need to play today oh, the predictions the predictions <laughs> and now you're after buzz tv <laughs> predictions so next week all right so predictions next week is it okay. i still predict Andy. Andy. I, I got to go because I'm I... I'm going Luke. You're Ooh. going Luke now. All right. Luke. You've I'm just going... been so anti-Andy. I'm I don't know what it is about Andy. I'm anti-Andy. Anti you picked Jeremiah and I beat you out, so Luke. we'll see Wait, what I'm going to tell you why I, I'm choosing Andy. Hmm. I'm choosing Andy because after our interview with Stone Cold Steve Austin, I believe that he and the, and, and the show will sway towards Andy because he is more humble, more like passionate and less mm. egotistical. And right. so I think that they're going to swing in his favor knowing that he will come in, he will put his everything into it and that he'll be appropriate where Luke is a little too much maybe. But too, don't you too think, I feel like Luke <laughs> coming in onto TV will be a little more bam. Yeah. Well, he's yeah. instantly going to get hated. Be that right, fan. but uh, kind of like Maria was saying, the, that's going to be the face of the company mm -hmm. for you know a good period of time. And I don't see Luke holding that spot in the manner that they want to be represented. I think they want to give him a wake up call because if he doesn't win, it's yeah. going to give him a wake up call and maybe bump his ego. Yeah. Like it needs yeah. to be bumped. Well, and, for and I sure. hate to think about it in beauty pageant terms. I know. But I mean, <laughs> Like he's sweet, he's humble. Yeah, like, he's got it. He just needs a little help. And like Steve said, when he first started out, he didn't know what he was doing. Right. So you know, Andy's so ahead of the curve because of the training these guys have given him through Tough Enough that I think that they're gonna go with Andy. Yeah, that's my awesome. prediction. All right, guys, I'm gonna give my quote of the night. <laughs> yeah. So here's a toast to all the special F words: Cheers. to friends, family, fate, forgiveness, forever. And the finale. Woo! Next week, join us. And uh, we're gonna be at the MTV Music. Yes. Oh yes. Just gonna say we're gonna be at the MTV Movie Awards at the Gifting Suites Thursday. We're gonna be TLC is gonna be on at one o'clock in the afternoon. So the Voice. Yeah, and then Friday at twelve o'clock. After Buzz, After Buzz will be broadcasting live June second and June third. All day. From 
the MTV Movie Awards Style Lounge at the W Hotel in Hollywood. And I will be joining you all, and I'll be jumping into other shows as well, but we're really excited about being there this week. So tune in. All right. We'll be on Ustream. Ustream, yeah. Ustream.tv slash AfterBuzzTV. All right. Bye, guys. From producers Kevin Undergaro and Phil Svitek, engineer DJ Jesse Janity, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. If you have questions or comments, be sure to buzz us at info at AfterBuzzTV.com. And you can find us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter by searching for AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.